off with the words we're back but that's strictly speaking not true it's only half of us is back i'm andy uh, don't worry behind the scenes there hasn't been some horrific split up i haven't gone all sean michaels to ralph smarty Janetti. it's just been over the last few months it's been difficult for our schedule still line has been a few health issues affected both of us and spare time's been a little bit limited on the side as a result coupled with uh, the demands of taking part in tf nation most of you know i'm involved in the organization of tf nation and producing some of the work for that but in addition, I do other things, so my own work, as well as contribute as part of Toyfu and TMUK. The TMUK side of things is why we're here for the podcast. Uh, what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks is sharing some little extra podcasts with you, just to, again, feel guilty for neglecting you, and the project involved seemed quite nice to turn it in audio form. For those of you that are TF Nation this weekend, you'll have seen that there was a vast array of fanzines available for charity. One, a rather unusual piece, called A Vast Predatory Bird. Uh, a thrilling collection of Generation 2 poetry. The project came about because I was helping Matt Marshall, who wrote all the verse for that, so full credit to him, and I was helping him do his collection of mosaics and Bots of Honour remastered, which became Tales of the Matrix Keeper. In the middle of that, he was saying he had a bit of a loose idea, something to do with Generation 2, and would I like to be involved? So after he took the gun from to Matt away from my head, which it was needed, because as we all know how much it takes me to have to do anything Generation 2 related... I said, okay. He asked if I had any old art that I'd like to share that hadn't been seen, so I fired a few pieces his way and he had his pick of them, and he asked if I wouldn't mind doing the cover for it. So at this point, I asked the question, so what's the project for? Give me an idea so I know what the covers can be designed for. And Matt's words were, I can't tell you, Andy. It's a surprise, and it's a surprise mostly for you. So with that, I thought, hmm, okay. I'll go away and I'll think of something. So... The idea was to just do something, uh, a generic Generation 2 cover. So I had in my mind the uh, Andy Wildman covers for the Titan softbacks, both Generation 1 and Generation 2. So I thought, I'll do something along those lines. So again, bold image, nice wraparound cover as well for Matt. So I fired that off to him, and then a few months go by, and he's starting to get ready for TF Nation, so starting to make aware, raise awareness of the magazines. And then he basically said, I'm about to reveal what the project is. I'll go on Twitter with it in about 30 minutes, but it's going to be this. And he said it was Generation 2 Poetry. And I laughed at that point and thought, genius. And the collection's fantastic. If you happen to be at TF Nation at any point during last weekend and I was in the forge at any point in time and you were hovering over a table, chances are you got a bit of a dramatic reading of it, or at least one piece of it. So I thought, well, why not do the whole thing? So um, I'm now back from TF Nation. I've slightly recovered, almost feeling normal. So over the next couple of weeks, you'll get a, a piece every day. Chances are we might maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, be able to get the schedules back together so Ralph and I can do a proper startup episode. I say proper. Well, regular. I say regular. Well, we'll get together and we'll talk nonsense and we'll record it, which is pretty much what a startup episode is. Matt is probably going to be doing something with the audio recordings as well and adding some visuals to it. I'll let people know as and when that is. 
But for now, everyone, sit back and enjoy the first tale from that, which is the introduction. And because that's quite short, I'll probably tack on at the end the gem that is Dr. Mindbender is in the bath. Enjoy. Introduction. What is this? What do you hold? In your hands, clammy and cold. You quickly realise, word you curse. You now have a book of G2 verse. I'm sorry, my friend, it's come to this. Generation 2 poetry, that's taking the piss. Look, it might be silly, it might be dumb, but overall, it's just a bit of fun. If you need some greater clarity, all money raised goes to charity. By buying you support, Mary's Meals, one of the best altruistic appeals. So relax, take care, enjoy this book. Appreciate all the time that it took and hearken back to a simpler age of neon bullets and insane toothy rage. His job done now, our poet ideally would like to stop thinking like that fool wheelie. Dr. Mindbender is in the bath. Dr. Mindbender sat in the bath, Cobra's mad scientist, naked and clean, resurrected after death from his leader's wrath. Resplendent with monocle, he cut quite the scene. From his comfortable place, he peered out the window to see Cobra Commander and Megatron standing akimbo. Dr. Mindbender rose up to his full mighty height. You fools, he cried, you idiots, morons. His bald head processed that terrifying sight. His commander had clearly lost all his neurons. With the Decepticon leader, he was cutting a deal. But you can't trust robots, they just lie and steal. Dr. Mindbender looked over Megatron's frame, newly rebuilt into a minty green tank. Cobra's technology was clearly to blame. He had to admit it was looking quite swank. Naked body glistening, he looked to the sky. This won't go well. I fear we'll all die. Dr. Mindbender's eye saw some movement. On the rooftop were figures in black. Face etched in horror. This was not an improvement. Snake Eyes and Ninja Force were on the attack. Across the grim buildings they did climb. The greatest G.I. Joe action saga of all time. Dr. Mindbender stared at the gathering throng as the skyline erupted in Ninja Showdown. Fat ninjas, thin ninjas, all of them strong, battling Cobra forces throughout the town. Sod this, he shouted, getting out of sight. No intention to be stabbed with a katana this night. Dr. Mindbender's ear caught a curious noise. Voices at talk in the adjoining room. Glass to the wall in a listening poise. Heard Scarlet and Biggles Jones plotting his doom. Slice walked in, cried, Oh, what the Hades! Why are you naked, listening to ladies? Dr. Mindbender urgently beckoned for quiet. Betrayal, my friend. The girls are traitors. They'll use the cover of this riot to kill all us would-be world dictators. His voice was cut short as with a deafening bawl. Megatron's hand snatched Biggles straight through the wall. Dr. Mindbender never cared for Dr. Biggles Jones, a third-rate scientist he'd barely met. He's more concerned with the chill in his bones. Ninjas and robots, and he was naked and wet. Quick slice, he said. No time to mourn her. Come with me now and we'll hide in the corner. Dr. Mindbender pulled on his big blue cape, purple leather trousers and pirate boots. Now I'm properly dressed for this exciting scrape. For the outcome of this battle, I don't give two hoots. So Slice and Mindbender hid from this situation contrived, unaware that Optimus Prime's death squad had arrived. Dr. Mindbender cowered the battle in earshot, the Autobots facing Megatron. The heroic team leader was Brave Hotspot, with Steeljaw Chase, Skydive and Brawn. Come on, lads, Hotspot cried. We've got him beat, but first wait for the light before we cross the street. Dr. Mindbender had heard of Hotspot before, a pacifist hero upholding in kind. Always polite, never breaks any law. Why send him to Earth? Had Prime lost his mind? Any thoughts of swift justice quickly fled, when through the window sailed Steeljaw's head. Dr. Mindbender leaped up. 
it's all going wrong. Ninjas, Transformers, these guys are insane. Come while they're fighting, we'll slip through the throng. We might get to see Meg's harbour Spiggle's brain. The two ran through the door and into the town. Dead robots and ninjas, all lying down. Dr Mindbender was stopped by Cobra Commander. Mindbender, he cried, do you think I'm in trouble? Has Megatron betrayed me? Infamy slander. Can we pull victory from this rubble? He was cut short, started to violently puke, as nearby Megatron shot Braun with a nuke. Dr Mindbender ran as fast as he could. I can't get radioactive. This isn't my fight. He nearly tripped over Chase's shattered car hood. Huh, he said. This looks more like Searchlight. Anyway, whichever Throttlebot was white or red, another Autobot had ended up dead. Dr Mindbender looked up, a roar in the sky. The arc thundered above, had Megatron won. The Decepticon leader waved his goodbye, laughing at the terrible things that he'd done. Turning on his heel, Mindbender walked back to his room, slammed the door, left the rest to their doom. And Dr Mindbender got back in his bath. Ha, ha, ha.